Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray. And folks, we are broadcasting from inside Renaissance Bank in beautiful Alpharetta. And if you are tired of the big bank, mega bank experience, you, you know what I mean by that if you're at one of those banks. Uh, and you're looking for a bank that's though is big enough to handle a lot of needs that small businesses have, but you just want some personal service. Well, I think Renaissance Bank delivers both in a nice way. And I know that from my own personal experience. So go to renaissancebank.com and find one of of their local offices and give them a call. I think you'll be glad you did. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Deb Matz. Deb is with Design Life's Journey. Deb, welcome. Hi, John. How are you? I'm great. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, thanks for uh, coming in. Let's talk about you and your work at Design Life's Journey. How are you serving folks there? Well, I'm the CEO and I'm a strategic profit advisor for small businesses. Um, My goal is to help them be profitable, um, ideally so they create value in that business so that when they're ready to retire or move on, they have an asset to sell. And I come from the financial area and that just seemed to be where I was helping most of my clients was in their businesses, which was their major asset. Right. Right. Where they put a lot of time and a lot of money and they're expecting to retire out of that business. Yeah. And a lot of heart and soul. So I'd like them to get some value for all that time. And it's their baby. It's important. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, let's get right into it. What are the mistakes you're seeing out there? Um, I see three main mistakes that business owners make over and over again, and they're somewhat tied together. But the first one is clarity. A lot of business owners are out there without a real strong, uh, clear vision of what they want to accomplish or who they really want to serve. Mm-hmm. The next thing is a lot of businesses do not have a plan, or if they have a plan, it's pretty vague. Um, I know business owners don't like being accountable, so both this clarity and planning thing makes them accountable, but it actually really is important for them if they want to get control over their finances and in their time. And the last one is a lot of business owners, when they start a business, they love what they're doing. They hate the numbers or they don't understand. So they ignore them. Mm. So, you know, to start with the clarity, what I'm, what I see is that a lot of businesses want to serve everybody. They want to be everything to everybody, which means they're really connecting with nobody. They need to have a clear vision of what their mission is, what it is they want to do, how they want to serve them, and who they want to serve. They can't serve everybody. There's going to be 10 to 20%. No matter what you do, they'll never come to you. Mm -hmm. So do not spend your time and money there. Eh, It's a waste of time. Right. But then um, when it comes to planning, like I said, the accountability, I think, is one of the reasons business owners stay away. But, you know, setting the clarity is one thing. Writing it down in a plan is another. Makes it a little more real. Um, keeps you on track. And business owners have to realize a lot of times they feel like a plan or that clarity in the numbers keep them constrained. But this is their plan. This is their vision. 
So the only one constraining them would be themselves. Um, and with the plan, it sets a direction and keeps them focused. They only have 1,440 minutes each day. Wouldn't it be good to use that time wisely in the most efficient way? Mm. And also, we all have finite dollars. So a plan allows people to focus on their goals in an efficient and effective manner, which I hate using those words, but people know what they mean. And then when it comes to the numbers, I get business owners don't like the numbers. It took me a while to understand how some of these businesses that were coming to me, first when I was at Merrill Lynch mm-hmm. um, during the dot-com bubble, wanting to bet the last of their savings on the market to save their business. Well, I don't gamble with other people's money. Mm-hmm. And you can say all of us on the stock market are gamblers, but not necessarily. Um, I consider my, my financial career has always been educated, calculated, risk, reward based on what my clients' needs are. But um, when, when a client doesn't pay attention to their numbers, they're going to get lost. They're going to run out of money. And for 30 years, 50% of businesses have only made their fifth anniversary. And that number has not changed right. in 30 years. So that means the systems that we have in place, that and we have economic development, Um, departments in every state doing Mm -hmm. programs. We have universities. We're not meeting the needs to help people understand which are the numbers that drive my business. My goal is to help people understand which numbers they really need Mm. and just give them bite-sized pieces. Mm -hmm. Their CFP or or the CPA or accountant can do the spreadsheets. What I want them to do is focus on the numbers move their business and understand that their marketing has to have numbers that they're tracking as well. So what do you mean by that in terms of just the return on their marketing investment? Right. There, I also have a marketing background and I think sometimes it gets lost. Um, People will cut their marketing when the market gets tight because they don't understand what that investment is. Marketing is an investment. in their business. Without marketing, it's hard to have sales. Without sales, you don't have a business. Mm -hmm. So to understand the difference between search engine optimization and likes versus conversions, and conversions are people who pay you. Mm -hmm. You know, if there is a correlation of likes to conversions, good, track them. But if it's not, don't track it. Right. And know how much it's costing you. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, uh, track what's meaningful. Exactly. And for the small business owner, they're so busy with everything else. Why don't we just let them have the numbers they need so every month they can track track their progress? Mm-hmm. And then as they get more confident with those numbers and feel in control, feed them more numbers so they understand even more value they can add, well, how they can add more value to their business. Right. You start with the basic building blocks and go from there. Deb Matz is with us, folks. Design Life's Journey is the name of her company. Talk about, the Deb, the, the types of businesses that you work with. Uh, most of the businesses I work with are, are service business, small businesses really with probably less than 20 employees. I have a passion for the small business owner. Mm-hmm. I feel that they're underrepresented and the marketplace, uh, and with other businesses for support. 
Um, but I believe they're also the future, not only of our each little community's economy, but of this country, because most of the great ideas all started somewhere small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so 20 employees, but any kind of revenue then, as long as yeah. it's 20 or less employees. So sometimes I get people coming to me when they're, and this is always kind of sad, when they're ready to sell. Mm-hmm. And they have kind of been doing things, shooting from the hip, but now they want to sell, but they have nothing to show, no processes. And no financials. Well, they have financials, yeah. but they're the business. Oh. They have, and they don't want to go with the business. They want to retire. Right. So when they call me, I'm coming in and we're going through what are these processes, how things are organized. And sometimes that takes, you know, three to five years, get that kind of straightened out. Right. And for a lot of them, that's the first time they're really making any money and enjoying life. Yeah. And I'd rather them get that from the beginning when they start their business rather than just before they sell it. Yeah. But if we can create value. So I'm in contact with M&A companies all the time, just kind of finding out what are the trends, what are they seeing so I can keep my clients up to date. And what are you seeing these days? Um, it depends on the industry. Uh, but for a lot of businesses, a lot of people are thinking they're going to sell to another company like themselves. And trying to help them understand it's better if you can find somebody who has the same audience who sells a totally different product mm-hmm. because now they just doubled. By buying you, they doubled the potential for their income because their clients can buy your products and vice versa. Right. That makes sense. So you've got a annual business retreat called Prosperity Days. Talk about that. Yeah, Prosperity Days is it's from a program I was doing one-on-one with business owners. And the weekend, it's a weekend. It's a Friday evening through Sunday evening. And it's a weekend for the business owner to work on their business plan. So it is a working weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal is to have your whole business plan for the upcoming year completed before the year begins. So what I do is I walk people, business owners, through both a lifestyle and a business plan. Because for most business owners, there is no difference. They all connect. Mm-hmm. So I make sure they we start off with working on our vision for our life. And then we move into what we hope to achieve in the upcoming year. So we'll make sure there's clarity for the upcoming year. Changes in the market can change a little bit of direction, new product can change where we're going. So make sure that's set clearly. Um, we talk about financial goals. We talk about looking at strengths and weaknesses more as strengths. How can you convert them or bring on people that can help you in those areas? Mm-hmm. Um, I find a lot with beginning business owners, when we focus on the strengths and weaknesses, it's that's who you hire. It's not just like you. That person is not going to be just like you. They're going to mm. fill that need. Yeah, You need that first. Um, and then, I make sure that when we're looking at goals, each business is setting three to five major goals for the year. Any more than that, you're going to be in overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So once they have the overall goals, then we're talking about what are the action steps to get there. And that's where the rubber hits the road. And that's where there's a little bit of pain for some of them because that's my focus. I want them to understand 
what it is specifically that they're going to do, what are the resources needed, who's going to do it. Because for a lot of small business owners, when they write that out and they see how much time it's going to take, they can't do everything they want to do. Right. And it's hard for business owners to realize it's just not this year. It could be if things move faster, you might be able to hire somebody so you could leverage the time, but just to be a little patient with yourself and your business. Um, That's a great message. Uh, pardon me for interrupting, but hmm. uh, but I interrupt because it's a really important message that folks need to internalize because I think um, there's maybe some uh, uh, competition, right? They see what others are doing and they blow that up into something that's bigger than it really is. Once you look under the hood of that other business, right. <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, it's, it's, um, it's important to, uh, um, bite off what you can chew and, and, uh, go after that, right. And be happy with that. And that it's okay that you don't get to everything on the list in, in one year. And, if you want a quality of life, it's really important to give yourself that grace and permission. And besides, you're not trying to live somebody else's life. You're supposed to be setting and living your life. So right. that's part of the process on the weekend. Uh, we incorporated a little um, mastermind, too, on Sunday morning, just where people, if they're having a problem with something or they're not quite sure how to market something, we just do a little round the table, little mastermind so that they can get some different ideas from people who aren't vested. Mm-hmm. Too often we are so close to the problem that we, we can't see it. And then when it's spelled out to us, we're like, oh my gosh, why couldn't I see it? But right. it's because there's an emotional attachment to it too. Mm-hmm. When it's our baby, there's an emotional attachment. I, I have coaches for the for that exact reason. Yeah, <laughs> And I, I do the same thing is I'll be doing something and I'll start saying something, and then I'll look at my coach and go, I'm doing it again, aren't I? Mm. You know, as long as they can laugh with me, we're moving forward. Right, right. <laughs> Good stuff from Deb Matz, folks. Deb is with Design Life's Journey. Um, long-term success. I mean, what? how do you – we we talked about you can't get it all done in one year or one quarter or whatever. I mean, talk about – how you work with your clients on the whole question of long-term success and what that looks like. And I know it's different for every business, but, but what is that? How, how do you talk to your clients in terms of that? You know, actually I focus a lot because I'm so focused on planning. I feel it's so important um, both for startups and for existing businesses that when we're sitting and talking about clarity you know, I'm looking at what's your mission, what's your purpose, and we all are searching for a purpose. And then I'm asking them, what's that look like to you? What is that vision to you? Not what is your vision statement, but what is that vision to you? And they they usually will define that pretty clearly in that, that regards. So then we just go back to that. I let them to de- define because it's their life, their business, mm-hmm. and it has to be something they're passionate about. Or repassionate, because I know some people get burned out and trying to get them rejuvenated again, trying to um, get focused and yeah, I can see squashed. that. What are the sources of that burnout? Since you brought that up, I'm trying to do too much, mm-hmm. um, and really the clarity, not having a plan, and not paying attention to your numbers. What happens is um, 
according to the Small Business Association, 83% of businesses are, are working payday to payday. And other sources are showing that most small business owners are working 10, 11 hours a day. That isn't what most of us went out to start our own business for. We wanted a little more freedom, a little more control of our time. And some of that extended time is because we are taking time off to do some of the things. But some of it is because we're not focused to get things done. Right, right. So let's talk about you and what you've learned on your journey. I mean, you've been in the financial services business um, in a lot of different aspects of that business. I mean, talk about what part of your journey that you bring to uh, your client work. Well, there's a lot to my life. Life has been a lot of different things. Um, I served as an elected official in the community that mm. I was in, and I was a big proponent for business. So that was my focus was economic development in my community. Mm-hmm. Um, I started my financial career with uh, Merrill Lynch, but I really started my financial career because my dad was worried that I wasn't smart enough to get to school on a scholarship. So he taught me how to invest the money I was earning so oh. I could pay for college. Gotcha. So I kid, uh, but I was not the traditional sit down student. I did fine in college, but in high school, I was a little more, um, not the traditional student. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, um, left the financial world after a little frustration when the financial gurus were lying about all the dot coms. And I actually, um, believe that our government wanted transparency in healthcare. So I created a health data tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told I didn't need to be covered by HIPAA. I had to explain HIPAA, which was seven years old. And um, we were able to show them that you could show, we showed what every doctor received in a network outside a network, and we put everything in English. And um, Washington, two years later, told me I had to be a hospital association and closed my doors for me. Mm. When I was on that adventure, we were doing this in early 2000. We were a virtual network, a.k.a. cloud today, because yeah. we were a small team, which nobody was doing. But I was a financial person. Free flow of information creates efficient markets. I didn't know what I wasn't supposed to know, mm-hmm. which allowed us to do some things I guess we weren't supposed to be able to do. Right. But um, when I was on that journey, I met a lot of people that were doing interesting things with technology. You know, people that were starting to do the cloud and nanotechnologies. And at the same time, I watched many of them lose their business, being encouraged to take on angel investors or venture capitalists, Mm. losing control of their businesses. And these people who may be savvy at running a business, letting the creators go, but then not understanding the technology and crashing and burning. Mm. But those business owners their life, their passion, their love now was gone and they couldn't pick it back up because they had sold it. So that had a big impact on why my business has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I did the health thing was my small business clients were getting 20% healthcare cost increases every year. Mm. So in the late eighties, early 2000, they, their employees had no sicknesses, but they were still going up. So Those things, watching what was happening to the small businesses around me as I went on this other journey, Mm -hmm. um, you know, know, the healthcare was something I just thought was a financial issue for everybody. So I thought, 
okay, that makes sense. Um, but then I ended up coming back because people kept asking me, Deb, come back. I need your help. So that's yeah. how I got back. But my focus has been really on the small businesses since because I don't feel they're supported. So if someone gets in touch with you to talk about they're interested in your services, how does that conversation unfold, Deb? Um, well, I have the business retreat. I do some business coaching. So mm-hmm. my focus is on profitability, helping you understand how to be profitable. And we'll bring on different partners to fix things so that we can be profitable. Um, I also have a jumpstart program uh, for new startup pro, uh, startups. So it's an online six-week course. It's pretty aggressive to get mm-hmm. your business started. Um, and that's at Design Life Journey dot com backslash jumpstart. But if you're at a transition point in your business and need some coaching, I have both monthly and individual coaching um, programs available. And you just need to give me a call or shoot me an email at deb at designlifejourney.com. And that's uh, just to be clear, folks, that's designlifesjourney.com. So L-I-F-E-S journey.com. Um, well, Deb, this has been great, and I can't imagine there aren't some folks that wouldn't want to be in touch. So let's uh, give them directions on how they can find you. Um, our website is Design Life Journey, and that's lifesjourney.com. Yep. And um, you can see a little bit more. We do tax services um, as well. We're under construction, so you won't see much on the coaching program right now. But um, it is coming. But feel free to reach out to me by email or give me a call. Um, always um, open to a conversation and a free consultation. Deb Matz, folks, with Design Life's Journey. Uh, Deb, this has been great. And I can't imagine that there aren't some folks that want to be in touch. And we uh, are delighted you had the chance to come in. We could celebrate your work. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, folks, just a uh, quick idea for you. If Deb has identified some problems in your business that involve administrative tasks and bookkeeping, you're spending too much time on those tasks, well, I've got a solution for you when she tells you to get that fixed. (laughs) It's calling Office Angels. Officeangels.us is the website, or you can call 770-442-9246. So Office Angels has a team of angels, and yes, they are angels, and I know that personally because I use their services. Um, They've got the talent and experience necessary to handle the work that's essential to creating and maintaining a successful small business. They can help out for a year, a week, or simply on one project. Uh, They lend a hand when needed, and they fly on when the job's done. So if you'd like to know more about the great work that they do, go to officeangels.us or again, 770-442-9246 is the phone number and tell them we sent you. And North Fulton Business Radio, as we conclude the show, just to let you know that we are grateful, folks, for this great support you have been with us uh, here over these past six and a half years and we as we approach episode number 600 for this show and we're We've only gotten this far because of you and your support. So we are grateful for that. 
We uh, have been able to count on you to subscribe to the show. And if you've not already done that, we love it if you could do that on your favorite podcast app and also share the show. So we're all about celebrating the great work of business leaders like Deb and the other some almost 900 guests we've had on this show over the years. So if you could share the show when you hear something that you think others could benefit from, we would be grateful for that. So for my guest, Deb Matz, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.